Skimmin. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> wow. Uh, that's you new. Like that? You like that shit? Uh, Should on Halloween. Bringing it up, <laughs> taking it up a notch for the playoffs. That's my holiday uh, ensemble. It's not like Dracula. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's my Christmas spirit is Dracula. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Fantasy Football Fathers. Uh, we're only one of us an actual father and none of us are priests. Uh, my name is James Drew. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbalk. What's up? And Mr. Trey Dracula Stinky Butt Fingers Jose. Uh, I don't know what that means. But yeah. What it is, what it do. What up? Hi. Hello. Hola. Uh, konnichiwa. Ah, konnichiwa. Ah, ah si, senor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, tonight, um, and tomorrow, we are doing starts and sits of the week. For the semifinals in the playoffs, you guys in any of those? I got a couple teams in them. Same here, yeah. Out of about uh, eight, eight teams, I think I'm advancing in two, which is sad. But I did make it in five out of the eight, so playoffs in general. So we're not looking too bad. Not too shabby, not too shabby. Hopefully, uh, you guys are still in it. Um, thinking of who are solid starts, who are people you should avoid uh, this week. That's what we're going to be covering. Uh, going through every single position. If you haven't already, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers or the Instagram at the FF Fathers as well. Um, what else? Anything else I did not touch on? Uh, we got some injuries we got to run through real quick. Run them. Oh, run okay. You don't, you don't have the news on you here, huh? Um, all right. We already discussed it on Monday, but Jamar Chase is out for sure uh, already. That's been deemed today. It was reported also CJ Stroud unlikely to play. That's a mm-hmm. little scary. I think a lot of people expected him back after the concussion this week. So that's a little... Uh, freaking when it comes to who you're going to play there. Nico Collins sounds like he's probably back. But if you have Case Keenum back there, he played pretty well last week. But how do you guys feel about the Texans offense going up against the Browns? R.I.P. Noah Not Brown. Good. Yeah, there's Noah Brown heavily targeted, you know, with Tank Dell going out and then Nico Collins is also out recently. So Nico with- should be back, though. He's practicing limitedly right now, so. Um, it sounds like he should be able to go. Well, that's yeah. what I'm getting at is like, um, since Nico's coming back, it sucks for Noah Brown because he was basically the only wide receiver left. And it didn't matter if it was Case Keenum or uh, CJ Stroud, he still did pretty well when he gets the majority of touches. But now it's probably Case Keenum starting again and Nico Collins is back. So if you're relying on Noah Brown, I'd be very questionable about it. Yeah, I'd be I'd be looking to pivot. Just the matchup and the uncertainty. You know, Case Keaton wasn't terrible last week, but uh that could all change this week. So um, yeah, much tougher matchup in, in the Browns. Um Yeah. I think this is gonna be a, an interesting game. I think it's gonna be be very, very tight. Oh, I love it. 
Uh, who else here? <laughs> the uh, Seahawks are saying QB Geno Smith will be a full participant. That was in practice today, which is uh, Tuesday. So that's good Wednesday. news if he's uh, today, Wednesday. Today, yeah. Wednesday. Today's Holy Wednesday. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not for sure. It's Tuesday. All right. It's Wednesday. So by the time you're hearing this, it's Thursday. Uh, but yeah, he's looking like he's practicing. If for whatever reason you're relying on Gino. Uh, Saints wide receiver Chris Olave playing tomorrow night. Uh, that is Thursday night game. The Saints taking on the Rams. Uh, confident plugging him right back in if, if he's starting or is playing. I mean, you probably have to. Uh, obviously, the. Saints offense overall isn't hasn't been great this year, but he's still you know making it work. So I I would say yeah, still throw him back in there. All right, uh, running back James Cook, who went off last week, not practicing today due to an illness. Uh, so keep an eye on that. He went absolutely bonkers uh, last week and has been really good uh, since the change at offensive coordinator. Did you guys know that uh, coach Sean McDermott did not give James Cook the game ball uh, after last week's game? He gave it to Josh Allen. I did not know that. Why? In the locker room. (laughs) He announced the, you know, game ball. Who's it? Who's this going to? Like, you know, every team does every single week. And he gave it to Josh Allen. Not James Cook, who was the offensive player of the week and the AFC player of the week. Josh Allen was seven of fifteen for ninety-four yards and a touchdown, and then twenty-four yards and a touchdown on the ground. Yep. Like, Blatant disrespect. Are the Bills going to blow up next season? <laughs> We're losing the locker room. I mean, it, that is insane. Like, clearly, there's something there. That's a little weird, for yeah. sure. Like could be James Cook's best game of his entire career, <laughs> and his short-lived career. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why not hype the guy up? Yeah, it's weird. Very weird. But uh, I just thought that was interesting. Jamar Chase out against the Steelers. Uh any other big names? Uh, Trevor Lawrence was diagnosed with a concussion after the Sunday night game. He was not at practice today. Uh, so his status is very much up in the air for, for this weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and to be fair, if you're in the playoffs right now, Trevor Lawrence is probably not your quarterback. Mm. But it, there's a decent chance he might have been. But it, it's I mean, a down year for him. He's he's not having the year that many people expected. He is still the QB eleven, so he's technically still a starter, but he's been very up and down. Yeah, pretty inconsistent for sure. Uh, Falcons are going back to Taylor Heineke. Oh God, what a shit show in Atlanta! What is it, Matt? Who cares who the quarterback is? Give the fucking ball to Bajon Robinson. That's all that matters. <laughs> Give Bajon the damn ball. Uh, well, you know, he fumbled last week, so, you know, good old Arthur had to sit him for the rest of the game. Like, it's fucking 2005 or something. Is that why he played so, so few snaps? Because he fumbles yeah. and he sat him? Who the fuck he does fumbled. he think he is? Bill Belichick? Yep. He fumbled and decided to sit his best player for the rest of the game. So uh, Arthur Smith reminds me of the cartoon Arthur because he's 
He's fucking dumb. <laughs> he's, he's a fucking idiot. Just like always doing dumb shit. And it's like, well, how are we going to learn from this? Well, learn from it then. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy. I don't think, I don't think he makes it past this year. I, I hope they lose every game and, and he's out. He'll be all right. His dad owns FedEx. So, uh, wait, what? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. There's no way that's true. That is. I swear his to God. His dad owns FedEx. <laughs> yeah. What does that it's either mean? His, it's either his dad or his uncle, but one of them does is literally like majority shareholder or like that is like that's his shit um smith like is the chairman son. and ceo hold on so arthur smith is the son of fedex founder fred smith yes founder. what started fedex oh. i did not so know this more. Fuck you, you guys didn't know that no <laughs> yeah, not at all yeah they have like i guess they had a bunch of kids and he's like one of 10 or something and uh, he oh. tried to not do the whole FedEx thing. And so somehow got into coaching and I'm sure connections with his dad. And yeah, he's trying wild. to prove daddy right. Yeah. His coaching career is fucked. Dad, that please love wild. me. Wild. His dad is worth $5.8 billion. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah. He's fucking dumb rich. So, that is case scenario, wild, dude. Like, dude. Worst case scenario, he gets like leftover money from the will. He's still a millionaire. He's a billionaire, probably. <laughs> what? No, no. Worst. I'm talking worst case scenario. If they split it evenly, ten ways. He, you know, uh, he's, that's still he's got five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yep. Damn. So, God, it makes me hate my dad even more. Like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a bad joke, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get off that and uh, move right into the starts and sits of the week. I can't focus on shit. that now. No, I want five and a half billion. Oh, focus on this on the table. <laughs> you start with your quarterback start of the week, Trey. Who is it? No, no, no. Let's talk about. Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's do this. It's fucking Fred Smith. Uh, <laughs> anyone who's a descendant of a FedEx founder started my quarterback. Um, my quarterback started the week. Baker Mayfield versus the Jaguars. Um, Baker's been pretty consistent this year. Nothing too special. Like I think quarterback fifteen overall on the year. So you know, flirting with being a starter throughout the season. But he's coming off a four touchdown performance against Jimbo's Green Bay Packers. He's also finished as a top 12 quarterback in two consecutive weeks. Now he plays Jacksonville, who recently allowed Joe Flacco and Jacob Browning to throw for 311-plus yards. And if I remember right, Joe Flacco had 311, and Jake Browning had like 350 yards. Yeah, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And Baker, a bit of, bit of a wild card himself, but um, I have confidence in him being able to put up at least similar numbers to Joe Flacco, who just recently took a commercial flight to Cleveland to try out for the fucking team, what, four weeks ago? So, um, yeah, I like Baker Mayfield this week. For sure. I mean, the Baker hasn't show. been the best fa- fantasy quarterback this year, but he's been a really good just NFL quarterback in terms of winning games, keeping Tampa competitive. 
and he made himself a shit ton of money this year. That's for sure. He's had some good fantasy days too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, he's just, he's a little more. He's been pretty you know up and down. He's had those moments, but he's never had like terrible, terrible moments like we've seen from him in the past. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Well, yeah. what's killed him fantasy wise is his bad games. He has, he has you know multiple games with less than ten points, which is like a quarterback is not a good thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, Baker, that's my guy this week. Right on, brother. All right. Uh, I'll do mine. I'm going with Matthew Stafford against the Saints. Uh, Stafford, you know, and really this whole Rams offense is starting to really click. Uh, I think they're playing good football. Um, over the last four games, Stafford has averaged 22.1 fantasy points per, per game uh, through 12 uh, passing touchdowns. Um, his worst game over that time span is 18 and a half points. Um, he's played two tough defenses in two of those performances. Uh, Cleveland and Baltimore had really good games against both those defenses and the saints, uh, are another tough defense. Uh, but because we've seen it multiple times, um, he's a vet. Um, these receivers are really good and they all seem to be healthy now. Kyron Williams healthy as well. Uh, I think it's another I think it's another good day for the Rams offense and Matt Stafford against the Saints tomorrow night or yeah, tonight. Man. I mean, he's on an absolute tear. He has 12 touchdowns and one interception in the last four games. Yeah. He's on an absolute tear. It's pretty crazy. Yes, he so. is. All right. I'll get to my start of the week. Then I'm actually going to go with Jake Browning uh, playing the Steelers this week uh, over the last uh, three, three games that Browning is averaging 23 points per game. And I know that actually right before the streak pod games, he did just play the Steelers and only had 11.98 points. But in all honesty, this is not the same Jake Browning that the Steelers saw four weeks ago. Something is clearly just clicked for him. Uh, this offense is absolutely humming. Um, I have a little bit of concern with Jamar Chase being out, but it doesn't matter. I think that... Uh, Browning is just going to keep it going. And mostly because Jamar Chase hasn't been a huge factor in the last two games. He's only combined for 13 points in the last two games. So Browning doesn't need him to be on the field in order to uh, put up big numbers. Browning should have another good good day uh, this weekend. Uh, that's a big risk this year or this week. I mean, you know, Jake Browning, but he's been on fire. So that's an interesting one to see as, as your start of the week. But I'm with you on that one. Me too. Jim's playing with his Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> Take yeah, that in any way you want. Dude, every time I load it up, Moose like starts freaking out. He recognizes hey. the sound now already. <laughs> Fuck around and find out, dude. <laughs> Rather be caught with it than without it. <laughs> dude, we're just going to see one time James Cox and Moose just like tackles him off the chair. <laughs> 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 all right sit of the week right. trey quarterback my sit of the week is gonna be russell wilson playing the patriots uh russ you know been flirting with being a start worthy quarterback this mm-hmm. year but he's been struggling lately he only has one two touchdown game in his last six games which means the five others was either uh one touchdown or less i believe all of those were one touchdown and uh the patriots have been great against quarterbacks as is tradition, the Patriots have a good defense, but they've only allowed four passing touchdowns in their last five games. 
they've only allowed one quarterback to pass 300 yards in that stretch of, you know, uh, their last five games. That quarterback was Patrick Mahomes, and he still threw two interceptions against him in that game. So they still did pretty dang well. Patriots are doing great on defense. No matter how bad their offense sucks, the Patriots defense still continues to be tried and true. I'm avoiding Russell Wilson this week. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, it was kind of going to be my pick until I saw you picked him. So, uh, <laughs> early part gets the worm. Had to pivot a little bit. And uh, this guy's more so, I guess, if you're kind of streaming the position for whatever reason, injuries, uh, you know, guys questionable to play this week, like CJ Stroud, Trevor Lawrence. Um, but uh, Gardner Minshew, who. Similar to Baker and, and some of these other guys, you know, has some really good games and some really bad games. Uh, this week, playing the Atlanta Falcons, and for as much shit we just talked about uh, Arthur Smith, one thing he does do, or at least his defense is able to do, is is uh, keep the games really low scoring. And uh, since week 11, the Falcons have uh, allowed just two passing touchdowns uh, total. Uh, they've also allowed the third fewest passing yards. So I guess if you're looking to stream the position again in the semis, I would be looking elsewhere like Baker Mayfield, for example, I'd much rather start, uh, this week or even Jake Browning as well. Both of you guys, it starts. How ironic you even say that? Cause Baker Mayfield is the only guy who threw touchdowns against the Falcons since week 10. Actually, you said week 11, but. Yeah, so two since week 10, and both of those touchdowns came from Baker Mayfield. Other than that, that's like, what, four games with no touchdowns allowed to quarterbacks for the Falcons' defense. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty stout there for the, for the so a, Falcons. Always a low-scoring game for whatever reason. And they, yeah. and they always choke in the fourth quarter somehow. It's it's wild. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to my sit of the week. I'm going to go with Sam Howell. He's playing the Jets, and we've heard it all year. You basically can't start a quarterback against the against the Jets, but I wanted to really break this down and show you that unless you are one of the absolute elite quarterbacks in this league, you basically don't score points against them. So these are their highest point totals given up all year. 23.5 points to Josh Allen, QB1. 22.9 points to Jalen Hurts, QB2. 19.6 points to Dak Prescott, QB3. Then 16-7-4 against Russell Wilson, who was on a tear at the time. Only gave up 14.2 points to Patrick Mahomes. And then they held two of the only 12.9, who's the quarterback 6-12, and 12 respectively. Those are the five highest point totals they give up all season. That's how great this defense has been against anybody who's not the, one of the absolute elite fantasy quarterbacks. Um, and how has been being has been worse as the season's come along? Um, through the first 10 games, he had only thrown nine picks. So that's kind of high for your traditional quarterback, but not too bad for what we expect from, some ha- from Sam Howell. But four of those picks came in just a single game. You remove that game, he only has five picks through, the fir- through nine games, which is excellent for any quarterback. But in the last four games, he's thrown six interceptions. You combine his now much more you know, turnover-prone self with the fact that the Jets have the second-highest pressure rate in the NFL, and Sam Howell's taken the most... Uh, sacks in the NFL by uh, seven or eight more than the next guy. You put, you combine all that, 
with the, this Jets defense overall in terms of just passing numbers against them, and you have to have Sam Howell on the bench this week. It doesn't matter. I don't care that he's a top 10 re, uh, quarterback on the season. Mm. All right. points there. Yeah, oh, he's, he's definitely been declining as of late. Which sucks. He was my quarterback start of the week last week, I think. He's a good player, man. That offense is just all over the place. I think I think Ron's got to go give Eric Bieniemy another shot and go from there. No, for yeah, sure. I would Ron. agree. I think that I think they have something good there with Sam Howell at the quarterback. I don't think they need to complete completely hit the reset button, but they need to change some leadership there for sure. Yeah. Ron's riverboat has docked. That, oh, that bro, boat ain't been, on the river no more. Dude. That's been docked ever since he got to Washington. Oh, ever since he recovered from cancer. Which we talked about this before. <laughs> Something happened. Yeah, maybe, I made maybe the I made that awful. I made that awful joke. Whatever, we could joke about it now. It's been enough time, man. It, so, something happened. The chemo just drained the dog out of him. All right, Trey, who's your star of the week? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but am I not being accurate? I don't. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Apparently not. So uh, my running back start of the week, Chuba Hubbard versus the Packers. Chuba, he's got a good four-game stretch going right now. He's surpassed 100 total yards twice in the last four games. Uh, but in all four of those games, double-digit performances, which is good for a running back. But um, now this week, he plays the Packers. They've allowed 100-plus rushing yards in four straight games and are allowing an average of five yards per carry during that stretch. Their rushing defense, which is, you know, kind of usually something they're good at, hasn't been very good lately. And Chuba Hubbard leads this backfield. So I have a good feeling that Chuba Hubbard is going to have a good game this week, be a top 12 running back. And I, I, I'm really liking him. 20 carries, 100 plus total yards. You, you know, you're sitting pretty good. Right on. Uh, I'm going with uh, Ezekiel Elliott as my running back start of the week against the Denver Broncos. Uh, it's now been two games without Ramondre Stevenson. This is kind of reliant on Ramondre not playing. Uh, but, um, you know, week 14, Elliott had uh, an elite fantasy performance, 27 points. Uh, last week, scored just around 10 points. Uh, but, in both games saw really good usage, uh, really good volume. Um, not as much on the ground last week, but still a ton through the air, six targets for a running back, five receptions. Uh, he'll take that every single week in fantasy. He still played 86% of snaps, um, last week. Now he's playing the Broncos. Broncos have allowed the most rushing yards and second most fantasy points per game to running backs this season. So I think as long as Stevenson's out, uh, Bill's riding this thing out. Nothing's going to change in this offense. Zeke is going to get the ball a ton. And uh, volume is king in fantasy football. So I think he's a strong flex play. Uh, and if you're desperate at running back or running back two, uh, for sure this week in the semis. Yeah. And Ramondre did not practice today. That's Wednesday. Um, and so there is some chatter that with the Patriots being so bad right now anyways, why even bring him back this season? So there's a chance right. that it could be the Zeke show the rest of the way. Yeah, I don't think anything changes. I think, you know, the writing's on the wall, obviously. I don't think Bill sees any reason to 
make a bunch of changes. I think they're just going to give Zeke the ball a bunch uh, to their old kind of washed up running back and, and let Zappy go out there and try to earn some more contracts or another contract. Yeah, and just to drive that home, since Stevenson has gone down, Zeke has taken the majority of uh, the passing work for running backs. Last two games, he has 14 targets and 12 catches. Yeah. So, yeah, even if he has a bad game you know, on the ground, he's still going to get good passing work, and it's going to make him start-worthy. Uh, I mean, I think last week we kind of saw his floor in, in terms of the amount of usage he's going to get. Like, he wasn't very efficient, but got a lot of work. Um, got a lot of work in week 14 as well against Pittsburgh and, and was more efficient and had a big day. So I think he's, I think he's more likely to do what he get, did against Pittsburgh uh, this week against Denver than what he did against Kansas City. Oh, the old Mitchburg Steelers led by... It, it might be name? Mason Rudolph this week, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it is Mason Rudolph this week, and we will uh, get to that in that? a second. Yeah, it, it is Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I as far as I know, I know they said they were giving him a chance. I didn't see it actually get announced. I, oh. I he's a, a yeah, he will start oh. in week sixteen. Yep, hasn't started a game since twenty twenty one. He's taken sixteen snaps in that period. Wasn't his last start against the Browns when Miles Garrett tried to hit him with a helmet? His last, no, that would be, um, he played the Lions, played the entire game, 50 attempts, still only got one touchdown, 240 yards. It must have been the year before then. Don't Do you guys remember that? He, yeah. He's making his star, Miles Garrett, tried, he ripped off his helmet and tried to hit him with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was the end of the 2020 season. That's right. Yeah. Probably the best game of his career, too. He had just under 20 fantasy points. 300 yards, two touchdowns. So, yeah, uh, Mazer Rudolph is starting for the, the Steelers this week. Oh, he can't be any worse than Mitch. We will see how <laughs> how low the bar can go. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am taking advantage of that one this week. We'll talk about it here in a bit, though, for All sure. Right. All right. All right, let's get to my start of the week then. So, um, as I mentioned with Sam Howell, you can't throw against the Jets. But you can't run against them. So my star of the week is going to be Brian Robinson. He might not play, though. It's iffy right now. He ended up not practicing today. Um, so hopefully he can get back in, into practicing a little bit a little bit to get you know, into this game. But the Jets do give up the eighth most points to running backs on the season. And before the injury, uh, Robinson had averaged 14 and a half points per game over, over his previous four games. And what was even more promising to me is that his touches had gone up. He had at least 17 touches in three of the four games and became a much larger part of the passing offense. They were no longer bringing in Antonio Gibson for the passing work. They were keeping Brian Robinson on the field. So as long as Brian Robinson is healthy in this game, he should have a very startable game against the Jets. All right, all right. Trey, sit of the week, running back. My sit of the week at the week. <laughs> sit of the week. Okay, Scooby. We're losing them. <laughs> My <laughs> sit of the week. Uh, it's going to be uh, Dave Montgomery versus the Vikings. I love Dave Montgomery. We've been talking about him, or at least I have. You know, I've been a big fan That's of him your boy. for years. That's my boy. But this week, he's not my boy. I'm not riding with him. 
he is losing his grip on this backfield, as we all thought should happen, you know, way earlier in this season. Gibbs continues to progress and look better week after week. Uh, lately, Gibbs has been getting most of the goal line work. So that alone makes me not like Dave Montgomery. But then you add to the fact that they're playing Minnesota. And it's a pretty good matchup for the Vikings. In the last five weeks, Minnesota has only allowed one rushing touchdown, and they have not allowed any backfield total to surpass 80 80 rushing yards. So we're talking about the entire running back room in general. In the last five weeks, they have not passed 80 rushing yards total. So this defense has been pretty damn good, and the fact that Montgomery's losing the backfield right now to Gibbs Gibbs is the only one I would even trust, and even this week, I'd feel sketchy about it. So Montgomery, I, I am avoiding that at all costs. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's smart. It's going to be hard for people to do, but smart. Um, so uh, my my sit of the week at running back is going to be Gus Bus, Gus Edwards against the 49ers. I think a lot of people are going to be tempted to start him with Keaton Mitchell now being out for the rest of the season. It's it's going to be pretty obviously Gus Edwards, the number one guy there, with Justice Hill, uh, you know, coming in and and taking some snaps. But uh, I just hate the matchup, you know. And I think there is a world where maybe Gus falls into the end zone a couple times at the goal line, but I think it's not as likely as as other weeks. Uh, the Niners have allowed the second fewest rushing yards and seventh fewest uh, fantasy points per game to running backs this season. Um, to me, it's just uh, a little bit too risky in the semis uh, against the 49ers. So uh, I'm looking elsewhere and sitting Gus Edwards. Dude, before the 49ers got, I wouldn't say exposed, but last week the Cardinals had uh, the best game any running back room has had against the 49ers all year. 177 yards, two rushing touchdowns. But before that, holy shit. Like, they, they have had one game all year, if you take out the Cardinals game, where they allowed a running back room to get over 100 rushing yards per game. And there's a lot of these games where they're allowing less than three yards per carry. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty good. And just to kind of pile onto that as well, the only reason Gus Edwards has been fantasy relevant all this season is because he's scoring touchdowns. He's only surpassed the 60-yard mark in four games, and only in one of those games did he actually get up to 80 yards. He's not a guy that produces a ton of, of yardage on the ground, um, not, and he's not much of a pass catcher either. So literally, he has to get in the end zone to be fantasy relevant in any way. And sure, that sure that could happen against the Niners, you know, if they get into the goal line, but you're asking for quite a bit from a guy that really shouldn't even be in consideration as a flex play. It, fuck it, I'll compound on top of that. You take out the Cardinals <laughs> game. We're just we're just piling on, dude. If you take out the Cardinals game last week, the 49ers have allowed five touchdowns in 13 games to running backs on the ground. Six total, one receiving touchdown all fucking year. <laughs> yeah. So what so, we're really trying to say here, Jim, is we concur. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, concur. And now that we've done all that, he's going to score probably 30 fantasy points. <laughs> probably. <laughs> that motherfucker better not, dude. Oh, man. All right. Uh, my sit of the week, it's going to be Travis Etienne against the Buccaneers. Yeah, you want to talk about hard to sit. And I'm not saying you probably can sit Etienne, but I'm telling you that you need to temper expectations this week. 
Um, and honestly, Etienne's had a great season. He's the RB3 uh, so far on the year and probably has not gotten a praise across the fantasy universe as he should have this season. But I'm not going to start praising him this week. This matchup against the Bucks is continued to look tougher and tougher. They are the seventh uh, best defense against running backs on the season. And what I'm more concerned with on top of now, the Trevor Lawrence news of him possibly not playing, is that ETN actually has not rushed for over 60 yards in a game since week eight. And he's only finished as an RB1 one time in that in that time frame. He's been able to stay somewhat consistent through uh, finding the end zone and passing work. But the Buccaneers have actually given up the sixth fewest receiving yards to running backs on the season as well. And I just don't see any of this coming together where ETN can actually have a good game. And like I said, I know you can't sit him. You know, you probably drafted him as your RB2. He's been killing it all year for you. But I'm saying right now, I would not be expecting an RB1 finish from him this week. Yeah, I think I think you're you're right on the money there. Um, going to be really tough not to start him, but you know I, I'm actually going to jump in and do my wide receiver because it's Calvin Ridley and as my start of the week at wide receiver, um, which feels very very risky. Now it felt risky before I knew Lawrence was was out or possibly out, but now it feels really risky. Um, who's the backup to Trevor Lawrence? CJ Beathard. Get the fuck out of here. I think that's Bethard. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I've never heard that uh, once. But Yeah. And uh, honestly, you're not exactly the <laughs> go-to guy for pronunciation on this show. I think that's... I am. I think that's <laughs> bet hard, dude. Uh, no, it's, it's beat hard, actually. <laughs> CJ beats hard. <laughs> Anyways, so while, yes, the Bucks have been bad or really, really good against running backs... Um, they've been bad against receivers and giving up big plays. Uh, second most yards to receivers this season and the most since week 11. Uh, fourth most yards and second most touchdowns to receivers on deep passes uh, for the entire year. So, uh, Meanwhile, Ridley has 25 targets in his last two games and leads the NFL, uh, if, if you didn't know this, leads the NFL with 17 end zone targets. Uh, you know, I think this take changes. Obviously, if if Trevor Lawrence ends up not going, he's played every single game uh, throughout his entire career. So it's hard for me to imagine him not not playing. But it's definitely a possibility. So, but if uh, Lawrence is there, I'm starting Ridley with full confidence, even though he has hurt hurt uh, teams throughout the year. Oh, he's definitely hurt teams. He's been very boomer bust. Right so now. yeah, th- it might be the riskiest um, start that we have this week between the three of us. I would say is Calvin Ridley so far that I've heard of. Yeah, it could be. I mean, and the crazy thing about Trevor Lawrence about him possibly missing this game. If you go all the way back to high school, he has not missed a single game because of injury. He missed two games when he was at Clemson because of COVID, but never because of an injury. This could be the first one in. His, basically his career going yeah. all the way back to high school. Yes, sir. How the fuck do you know that? I watch a lot of ESPN <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> I was going to say, like, how, how is that even like a known fact? He hasn't missed a game since he was 15 years old. It was a thing. I like, actually, I'm pretty sure I saw it on SportsCenter the other night on SVP. Yeah. I think they talked about it during the game as well against the Ravens. 
All right, Trey, start of the week, receiver. Start of the week, I'm getting a little risky myself. Uh, Garrett Wilson versus the Washington Commanders slash... The two uh, guys have broken my heart all fucking season. I know. Me too, dude. Yeah. Yeah, me you know, too. Also known as the Redskins. But yeah, Ooh. you didn't hear that from me. Uh, the Commanders, right? He's playing the Commanders. I mean, you, you're you part native. It's okay. I'm not, but I can pretend to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can pull it off. Hey there. I don't need a fishing license on the res, baby. Trust me. But um, the res is the reservation for all you folks who don't know anybody native, which is probably everybody listening. Um, People so know yeah, what the res Gar- is. I, I don't know. We'll see. So, um, if you know what the res is, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers <laughs> and let us know what that means. Should but we anyways, put a poll up for that? Yeah. Do you know what the res is? <laughs> we should do that, honestly, on Twitter. But yeah, Garrett Wilson is my start of the week out receiver versus the Washington Commanders. Honestly, it's a really tough one for me because Zach Wilson is still in concussion protocol. And traditionally, this year, guys that get in a concussion protocol usually miss a week. And. That means that it's likely that Zach Wilson will not start this week. And that means Trevor, or am I getting this right? Trevor Simeon? Is that his first name? Uh, I think that's who's behind him now. They've yes. made so many freaking changes. Yeah, yeah well, well, Simeon is definitely the guy to start. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Trevor Simeon. But either way, if he, uh, if Garrett, God damn it, if Zach Wilson can't start, then Trevor Simeon will be the starting quarterback. And either way, I am so confident in Garrett's usage in this offense. So you know, if Simeon's at quarterback, I don't care. Last week he only had four catches off of you know Trevor Simeon, but whatever. It was his first week starting at quarterback. What really makes me like him is the advantageous matchup versus the Commanders. They are one of the worst defenses against wide receivers all year. They've allowed seven touchdown receptions to receivers in the last three weeks. Come on, Derek. Yeah, there we go. So I think he'll get at least one. Garrett Wilson's going to get at least one touchdown. And, yeah, that's my guy, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver start of the week. Come on, Derek. Come on, Derek. Playing the, come on. Come on. So you going to score come a touchdown on. and then go find find an auntie on the res? Oh, fucking. You, you <laughs> find an auntie. She's got that secret recipe for fry bread. She won't tell me, but she'll fucking make it for me. And it goes real good with the twisted tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for getting that in there. That was a, that was a <laughs> all right. Uh, my star of the week Na- is gonna be a- Native Trump. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best tea I've ever had. I've never. She won't tell me the recipe. It's the best thing I've ever <laughs> fucking tasted. <laughs> she she picked me up in her 2002 Toyota Corolla. We went down some res roads. Good car. She sucked me off because her kids were at home. She sucked has me off home. She's 22 years old. It's fine. She has that many kids. It's whatever. It's the best pussy I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed it. I grabbed it hard. <laughs> grabbed it hard and said, hey, what are you doing to the next powwow? <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, Tyler, thank us. God! Thank <laughs> yeah. God! No, thank God! Nobody pays us because they would not anymore. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh man! All right, my start of the week is going to be Amari Cooper 
against the Texans. Cooper is sitting just outside the top 24 on the season, sitting as the wide receiver 27. And honestly, the Texans are are decent against receivers on the year. They're sitting as the 12th toughest defense against wide receivers. So why start start Amari Cooper this week? It's not a great matchup. Um, he's not been the best receiver all year. But it's because there's something cooking here between Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco. Took a little time. First game that Flacco started, he only had five targets. But since that first game, he has 22 targets in the last two games. They it just he put up a huge game last week. Part of it was was that 51 yard touchdown, but he had 100 and almost 50 yards, I think. Anyways, um, this connection just seems to be getting stronger every single week. So I'm telling you right now, this week the pooper scooper is picking up gold. <laughs> wow, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. That's brilliant. You're working on that one, huh? Oh man, no, that's right off top of the dome. When oh, I typed man, it into yeah. the uh, into the document, it's like, yeah, this is gold. The boys are gonna love this one. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Definitely, it's a good one. All right, sit of the week receiver Hollywood Marquise Brown against the Chicago Bears. Um, you're still relying on this guy. I don't know. You're probably not in the playoffs uh, or in the semis. Thirty-two uh, percent of the snaps uh, last week. He played, uh, was not targeted once, been dealing with a nagging heel injury, uh, which ended his game early last week as well. Um, apparently, he's been dealing with that for the last month. Um, last two games, hasn't had a catch. Um, so that equals zero fantasy points. Yeah, this offense is kind of all over the place right now. A lot of question marks. Uh, and the Chicago Bears is the their defense has been playing really, really well, um, incredibly well. Actually, they're probably one of my favorite streaming options uh, this week at defense. We'll see who we'll see who stinky picked. But oh, uh, dude, hey, stats. back up! Uh, I do defenses, bro. I might give you some <laughs> stats on them a little later. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. But yeah, <laughs> sit, Marquise. I'm so excited you are uh, actually part of a defense. That's the first time you ever recommended a defense on this podcast. Do you know that? Mm. Yes. Oh, we're getting all like... kinds of firsts because he also recommended picking up Brandon McManus as a kicker on Monday night as well. So, And how'd that turn yeah. out? Well, he hasn't played know. yet. I mean, I got our waiver. Yeah. Line, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it, though. I'm rubbing off on you guys. Defenses and kickers do matter still in fantasy. I don't mind the defenses, yeah. but the kickers, you got to kick them out. Uh, uh, no pun intended. Make, S- make, make kickers and defenses do a double flex league, not super flex, two flexes, and make a kicker and defense optional to throw into your flex. Why would you ever do that? I don't know. Just to give people the choice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I could almost vibe with that. There are times where I have like a second receiver I'm starting or I'm like, this guy might give me he might give me seven points or nothing. I'm looking at a defense, I'm just like, this is ten guaranteed. <laughs> so that's a that's a good point, honestly. I once I marinated on it a little bit, that's a good one. I can fuck with that. All right. Sit of the week, receiver. My sit of the week at receiver. Scary Terry McLaurin. He's playing the Jets this week. I'm not about it. He's coming off his best performance of the year. I think he scored 23 fantasy points. 
but I think it's going to come crashing down to earth this week. He already was a little inconsistent anyways, as you would, you know, more inconsistent than you would like to see from a receiver. But now he's playing the Jets. And it's not looking good. They've been absolutely stifling wide receivers all year. They've only allowed four receiving touchdowns all year. Most games, they're allowing less than 10 yards per catch, you know, over half of their games. And there's a pretty good chance Sauce Gardner is going to be on Scary Terry most of the game. And Sauce Gardner is the truth. He's been doing his thing. So, yeah, Scary Terry, I'm not being fooled by last week's performance where he had 23 points. Other than that, he has one, two, three, four, five games on the year where he has double-digit points in general. And the last one that happened was week eight. Sam Howell might be slinging the ball, getting hella yards. He ain't throwing it to Terry besides last week. So I am not about it. Yeah, Terry's been killing fantasy teams out there, including uh, one of mine. So, <laughs> Yeah, and also the, out of the four touchdowns that Jets have given up to wide receivers, two of them came against the Dolphins. One to Tyreek Hill in their first matchup, and then Tyreek was out last week, and they gave up a big one to Jalen Waddell. Like, that's it. Oh, uh, that was right after that defensive lineman was celebrating a sack against Tua, right? Where he did the waddle, and then the very next play. No, no. The, no? the Jalen Waddle touchdown was a single play drive. That, if you actually go back and look at the clip, clip you can see uh, Mike McDaniel calling it from the side. He's like, he calls a play. He goes, guys, if this is what they line up with, I don't see this not being a single, a one play drive. I don't see it. And he fucking called it. Touchdown to Jalen Waddle, like sixty plus yards. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a genius, dude. He's he's doing something right. I don't know if he's like Nostradamus, but damn, he knows what he's doing down there. That's for sure. Hell yeah. So yeah, uh, sit, scary Terry. We ain't fucking with him. At least I'm not. Fair, very fair. Uh, my set of the week is going to be Cortland Sutton against the Patriots. Honestly, I mean, on this podcast specifically, we dogged pretty hard on the Broncos wide receivers. And and for the most part, it's rightfully so. But Sutton's actually put together pretty solid season. He's currently sitting as the wide receiver 19, has a chance to get over the 1,000-yard mark for the first time in four seasons. Um, but if you look at it, the main reason he's been able to have this good of a season is because he's been a touchdown machine. He scored a touchdown in seven of the last nine games. But he doesn't have any game this season where he has multiple touchdowns in a single game. And when he doesn't score a touchdown, he doesn't have a single double-digit output on the entire season. The Patriots defense, it's solid all the way around. It's not great, but it's good enough that it's going to harass Russell Wilson, as we mentioned earlier, and one of your eyes starts of the week. So I am just kind of piling on there. I don't think Sutton can find his way into the end zone this week, which means he can't be in your starting lineup because he'll give you single-digit points. Hmm. A little something, something looking like a little nothing, nothing. You know what I'm saying? At least he's a little bit more than a jag, like that boy Jerry Judy. What? A jag? What? Just, Just a, a guy, guy, brother? Uh, oh, 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 oh. <sighs> oh, yeah, I'm going to pretend like I knew that. Yeah, totally. Well, <laughs> did you miss the whole beef with Steve Smith situation? Dude, that was a long time ago. Trey's had a lot of of alcohol in that time frame. (laughs) (laughs) All right, never mind. Moving on. All right, my Smith. 
Yeah. Two thousand eight NFL. No man, he dogged he dogged uh, Jerry. It's too Judy much to explain. Guy to- way back in the season, but in a pregame comment, and they had a little spat on Twitter. If Steve said it, oh Stevie Smith, Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'll take it. They called him a jag on TV, and and Jerry Judy got all butt hurt. But that's what he is. So, uh, start of the week, tight end David Njoku, the Joker, big chief, uh, playing against the Houston Texans. Slow start to the season uh, for Njoku. We were hoping he would put up consistent tight end one numbers. He has that type of capability. Just didn't come to fruition. Some issues there at quarterback. Uh, but all good. He's got the flack at quarterback and, uh, since week seven, he's actually had double digit fantasy points in every game, but one, he's topped 90 yards and 26 fantasy points in two straight games, scoring three touchdowns in both those, uh, in those two games combined. Um, Houston on the other hand has allowed the fourth most yards to tight ends this season and the sixth most since week 11. So they've been pretty bad against tight ends all year. Uh, He's a must-start at tight end. Yeah, David I mean, over his last nine games, he has eight targets and seven of them. I mean, they are absolutely, you know, putting the spotlight on him in this offense, and he continues to shine. Dude, the season is—it's not even over yet. The most targets he's ever had in a season, eighty-eight. His second year in the year in the league, that was sixteen games. And we're at 106 targets in 14 games this year. So, yeah, yeah. That, that, he's getting the ball more often. Oh. This is something we would have liked to see five fucking years ago, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like he's finally putting the potential together that everyone saw when he was coming out of Miami when I believe he was a first-round draft pick. Shit, sure. was he first round? I believe so. Believable. I'll go with what you say because you know way too much about college football. Um, so my tight end start of the week is going to be. Oh, I'm on the wrong side. There we go. Hunter Henry versus the Broncos. 29th overall. Just to throw it out there. First round. Yep. 29th okay. overall. Still first round. Shit. That's what has money. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jesus, come on! Wait, what did you go. say? <laughs> but yeah, so Hunter Henry versus the Broncos—that's my tight end start of the week. He's been absolutely on fire in the last two games. He has three touchdowns, and he has a perfect setup this week to keep that shit going. Denver, uh, as a defense, they're giving up an average of six catches, eighty yards, and a good possibility for a touchdown to tight ends every single game this year. So I'm rolling with Hunter Henry. He's got the hot hand right now for the Patriots. And that's my guy at tight end, Hunter Henry versus the Broncos. All right, all right. Uh, my star of the week at tight end is going to be Pat Fryermuth. The Muth has not been very well utilized since coming back from injury like I thought he would be. Except for when he played the Bengals in week 12, he had nine catches for 120 yards. He's playing the Bengals again. He was my start of, week, he was my start of the week at tight end uh, back in week 12 against those Bengals. I'm doubling down this week. I am a little concerned that it's not Kenny Pickett throwing him the ball, but I do have a little more faith in Mason Rudolph over Mitch Trubisky. So I see 
the Muth just having another great game. The Bengals give up a ton of points to the tight end season. Uh, they have all year. I think they're the second worst in the in the league at over 13 points a game. So regardless, if it is Mitch, which I, we found out earlier tonight, it is going to be Mason Rudolph. Uh, Pat Frymuth should have a very, very big game. All right. Uh, sit of the week at tight end. Kyle Pitts for me against the Indianapolis Colts. If you're still... You know, if you have him on your team and you're kind of shuffling him in and out with other tight ends, I would look elsewhere this week. Uh, he did top double-digit fantasy points in week 14, uh, but that kind of turned out to be an outlier, not a path to more involvement consistently. So uh, it's the only outing in which he has reached double-digit figures since week seven. Last week, scored just 6.7 fantasy points. Uh, can't rely on the touchdowns. Can't rely on the volume um, outside of the red zone. Uh, the floor is just really, really low with Kyle Pitts, even though the talent is is there, uh, I guess. I don't know. At this point, I'm starting to question that as well. But, you know, even against the Colts, who have allowed the fewest, seventh fewest yards to tight end since week 11, uh, just stay away from, from the Pitts. For sure, for sure. All right, my turn for uh, sits. Yep. yep. All righty. So I'm sitting Dalton Schultz at tight end versus the Cleveland Browns. Schultz showed a uh, pretty good connection with Case Keenum in the first game that Case Keenum started this year with CJ Stroud being out. And that looks good but the you know his usage in general in this offense with the game plan is, has not been consistent so with him being like a boomer bust option i'm not liking him plus the fact that he's playing cleveland this week they've shut down tight end rooms in general you know tight ends on teams total to less than 50 receiving yards in less than or i'm saying this all wrong they shut down tight end rooms to less than 50 receiving yards in 12 games this year so even if it's, you know, a tight end one, he's not getting more than 50 yards, most likely against the Browns. And the only tight ends to do anything fantasy worthy against them all year, Mark Andrews, Evan Ingram. Arguably the, you know, the best tight ends fantasy wise this year when healthy before Mark Andrews went down. So uh, the Browns are very good against tight ends. I'm avoiding Dalton Schultz. All right. All right. Well, um, I'm going to be doubling up on sitting Dalton's this week with you. Uh, I'll be sitting Dalton Kincaid against the Chargers. Um, oh, yeah. This is clearly not because of the matchup. The Chargers at defense actually is not good against tight ends. They give up over 10 points a game. But I don't like Kincaid this week because this offense, um, and James mentioned it earlier when we talked about James Cook, it's just drastically changed since they made the change at offensive coordinator. Uh, James Cook has become the sous chef to Josh Allen's head chef in the kitchen over the past few weeks. Kincaid uh, in that time frame hasn't scored more than eight points in the last four games. We have the return of Dawson and Knox, which is which happened last week, which is going to take away snaps and targets away from Kincaid. And on top of all that, that Kincaid is also dealing with a shoulder injury. It has been for the last couple of weeks. And there's just too many things going on against Dalton Kincaid to have him in my lineup anymore. Um, and I think I'd better feel that way for not only this week, but the championship week as well. So no Dalton's at tight end. We're just not. No, if your name is Dalton and you're a tight end, not Fuck doing you. it. 
and I've I've brought this up before in the in the podcast, but it's kind of crazy how similar names are in the NFL. There's so many similar names that are kind of unique, and like we have two Daltons at tight end that are starting tight ends. Yes, I I could do a whole episode on this shit. Honestly, it's 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 crazy <laughs> the amount of like names that are like. A little bit uncommon, and they're very common in the NFL, which is one of the rarest leagues to make it into in the world. So, very weird to me. Um, does that help <laughs> if everyone starts with this? <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, yes. Uh, so now we're on uh, your stinky. I mean, listen, defense. you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong there, but it is an interesting observation <laughs> of the uh, week. Uh, I'm not even doing the defense yet. No, I'm telling you, I'll do an episode without even telling you guys. I'm gonna record it myself. And I'm gonna go into all the weird names and how there's so many guys. Sick. Can't wait to listen. It's not about you. It's about the listeners, dude. So if you're not interested, I don't care because it'll be a good one. You know what'll be interesting is when you say your defense and then I say mine, and we'll let the people choose who's the you better can't have defense. A defense. Well, I have you one. Can't. Oh God. Okay. Well, here's mine. I guarantee it's better than yours. And I'm doing guys who are available in most leagues, as I usually do. Oh, you're doing guys for sure. (laughs) I'm doing guys in most leagues, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As I said. But uh, my defense of the week, Cincinnati Bengals playing the Steelers. Cincinnati hasn't been anything special, you know, as far as a fantasy defense goes. But they've been good enough. I think they're around like 16th overall on the year. But this week, they face the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're starting Mason Rudolph at quarterback. The Steelers' offense has struggled in general, especially you know over the air, and now we got Mason Rudolph at quarterback. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of hiccups and plenty of chances for them to capitalize on that, hopefully get some turnovers, which is what we want for defenses. So I want to go with Cincinnati's mm. defense against the Steelers. They are rostered in 37% of leagues on sleeper. So. Turnovers. That's what we want, right? That's we want turnovers, sacks, interceptions. All Points right. allowed is like a, a minuscule thing. For sure, for sure, for sure. So what if I told you there's a defense rostered in 22% of leagues on sleeper? And what if I told you that same defense in the last four games they've played, they've had 12 interceptions? And what if I told you that same defense has forced four fumbles in the, what, in what the, if you told in those four games defense was and what if I told you that same defense in the last four games has registered twelve sacks? Tell me who they are for the love of God you're just, that you're defense going. is the Chicago Bears playing against that the bass. Arizona Cardinals this week uh. 12 interceptions in the last four games they played, 12 sacks, and four forced fumbles. They are rostered in 22% of leagues on sleeper, widely available, and ever since they brought on Montez Sweat, it's been a different defense, and they've been playing lights out. So I think they're a very, very strong start at defense this week. What's their roster percentage on sleeper, though? 22%. 22%. I've said it four times. What is it? Okay, yeah. Now, honestly, I like that a lot. Yours is probably better than mine, but fuck it. I'm sticking to my guns. 
We shall see. Probably both of ours finished, you know, top ten. We we both have good chances, but I really like where you're go where you're coming from with that one. Bears defense is looking pretty good. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas from Transylvania or whatever the fuck. <laughs> wow. Okay. Tyler, you got a defense? I doing. Uh, no, I didn't look at defense. What a loser. Week. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this start and sit episode. We hope you all are uh, prepared and ready to go for week 16, the semifinals. Just got to win, and you're in. You're in for the championship. So uh, give it all you got. Good luck to you. Let us know if you have any specific uh, lineup questions at the FF Fathers on Twitter or X or Instagram. Uh, Appreciate you all listening, and we'll see you in the championship. Commanders. Hell yeah. Bye.